Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, Welcome, everybody. We are living in a, how should I say it, an eye-opening time. Uh, And for those of us that are a bit older than some of you might be, it's not the first time we've been in this sort of flavor of what's going on in in our world, in the United States, in our government. But I'll tell you what's new about the time we live in. You know, many of you heard me talk about the fact that I found out that my mom uh, had attempted her own suicide once. And the reason I found out about it is uh, she wrote uh, several letters while in Bellevue Hospital recovering from a failed attempt. And so if you know anything about my mom, my birth mom and my stepmom, both of them have this thing in common. They are absolutely persistent and they know how to persevere to achieve what they want to achieve. So it shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that my mom would attempt again uh, to end her life. And the second time she did. And she did it in a way where she pretty much figured I don't have to worry about anybody saving me. I'm just going to burn the house down, and that's going to be for sure my way out. But this is something that if you're me and you live in the world we live in today and you are in the field of psychology as I am, and one of the reasons you're in the field of psychology as I am is because you've had these things happen in your life. And for me, I had to try to understand it. I had to try to understand what is it about the life we live in and what should we know about the life we live in so we can help others. Um, I've done many shows, uh, whether it's here or on Power Up Radio, that I've talked about the state of affairs that we have with the level of depression, the rates of suicide. And I have to say that basically what we're doing is talk. You also heard me talk about the fact that cutting Medicaid is probably one of the worst things anybody could vote for, period. Why? Because Medicaid is that thing that is available to people that cannot afford getting help otherwise, perhaps for drug addiction, depression, any number of things. I live in the state of Washington, and I happen to live in what I believe is one of the most humane places on the earth to live. Uh, Whether you believe it or not about the state of Washington, they take care of people in ways that it's even hard for you to grasp unless you live somewhere else. And I am from the East Coast, and I do go back to the state of New Jersey. 
But today's show is to hear a story firsthand, a mother's inspiring story with Leanne Hall, How to Live When You Want to Die. That's the book. But it's more than a book, I think. It's a call to action. And beyond that, you know, Leanne has created a foundation to help others. Today is a pivotal day in time for both Leanne, but both for this story and for those of you out there that clearly understand what I'm talking about. Because we now live in a world where you probably know someone that has had this tragedy happen in their lives. And I'll tell you, that's what I mean when I say times have changed, especially in this arena. Once upon a time, you would never have somebody write a book about something like this or me have a talk show featuring the book and talking about suicide at least once a week. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pat, for, like you said, having being willing to have that conversation and inviting me on. Well, let's talk about the title of the book for a moment, How to Live When You Want to Die. Because I think that the story you're about to share and the book that I read, um, there is another message in here. And one of the things I love is I've taken the challenges in my life and I've asked myself, what can I do to help others not have to do or step in the pothole I've stepped in? What is for you the driving, the driving moments to have you take this on? What drives you? It's, it's interesting because that has definitely changed from day one, ground zero, whatever you want to call that day that Andy passed, uh, my drive then was different than it is now. And it's evolved. And I think that that's super important, especially for all of us, to continue an evolving process and most importantly, moving forward. And that has been my progression. The day one, my driving force was to make two things, to make sure that no none of his friends or his siblings or any of our family members followed in Andy's footsteps. That was really important to me. And I also, gosh, I didn't want Andy to be remembered and defined by how he died. I wanted him to be remembered for who he was, what he contributed and how much he loved everybody. And that meant I had to continue to create and generate that story. It was up to me since he wasn't here any longer. Mm. Um, but beyond all of that, too, you know, you are really looking at from a, a, a heartfelt but also an action-oriented place because I, I want to ask you this. What do you make of, of what I said, you know, uh, earlier in the show when I opened it up? You know, once upon a time, it would be highly unlikely that somebody that has a, a, a number one rated radio show – and someone like you that has had the, the, the actual experience of this would be partnering up and talking about this or that I would actually even admit on this show that my mom committed suicide. I mean, yeah. this wouldn't have happened, you know, not too long ago, I don't think. 
No, absolutely not. You know, the year that Andy passed, it was December 2012, and the I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and there was a really well-known reporter, and she came and asked to do an interview, a story, because there was another suicide fairly recently after Andy's, not related to him and not within the same school district. But she said, Leanne, you are the first person that any of the reporters in the state of Arizona will be, we will be willing to do a story on suicide. It has absolutely been taboo and we never discussed it. So kudos to her that she opened that conversation in 2013 for here, at least in our state. Yeah. Um, what is the meaning of today for you? Today's date today. Tell us about today. Uh, today is my daughter's birthday. Let's see. Tomorrow I'll be I have a book launching uh, event. But today is today is important because I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was that was marginal at times. And that's right. That's what I want to say. See, because you and I share that, right? Yes. There are times in our lives where, where we have literally been challenging ourselves to go on, right? Oh, oh gosh. I thought about ending my life every day after Andy passed for at least the first two years and then on and off as time has gone on, even as recent as uh, a year ago during the holiday season in December. So that is something that I never ever thought about before losing Andy. And it became a reality for me, something that I had to really fight and figure out how I was going to face that on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. What, how was I going to deal with that? Mm. Um, one of the things, Leanne, I want to do is um, we're going to take a short break. But I want to say to everybody, when we come back, we're going to talk about this, this beautiful story, How to Live When You Want to Die by Leanne Hull. And we actually have copies of the book to give away. And as we think about this, not only will we touch upon events, events that happen leading up to but more importantly, you know, what happens when we're thinking about the intersection between spirit and life? How are we going to see the signs? What will that mean to us? But more importantly, how will you recognize the perfect storm? How will you recognize that? Let's take a short break, everybody. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest, Lee, Leanne Hull, How to Live When You Want to Die. When we come back, Leanne will take us on a journey, a journey that's so beautifully and brilliantly described in this book, not as a place for us to commiserate over this, but as a point of action to save lives in the future. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day -day language that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge Radical Change with Ease with my co-host Dr. Pat on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. 
You know that moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either. But I still ride unicorn. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of your nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Well. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I want to spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Coach Couch and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than carrot sticks and squats. Talk to you later. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the dog consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hi. Well, I got to tell you, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Look, today, this is a very important conversation. Uh, And the reason that this is a very important conversation, um, it's because it's not just a book. It's not just a book. You know, Leanne asked me about the book when, when we were talking during the break. And, and she asked me and I, what I thought of the book. And so when I read a book like this, there are three things I look for, you know, and I was explaining to her what they are. Uh, and I don't really look for them. It's I feel them. One, do I understand how all the dots are connected? Two, am I drawn in emotionally to that connection? And three, is there a higher call to action or is it a story? And not only do I get all of that, how to live when you want to die, but if you're somebody like me and you're somebody like Leanne that has been touched by suicide in the family or a loved one or even a friend, so I must say that, a friend, because the rate of suicide is ridiculous right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not just young people. You know, and I could go off on this, but I don't want to. 
But the point is, it affects other lives. And we were talking about this the other day in another show. It affects other lives to the point of children that are close to other children that take their lives often see this as now an option for themselves. Leanne, let's talk. First of all, I must acknowledge how important it was for you to put the pictures in this book. And Benny, we have copies of the book to give away. And also, we're taking your questions out there, 1-800-930-2819. I want to commend you on putting pictures in the book because you could talk about Andy, but to see the life as you've presented here. Yeah. And then to see all of the above, I have to tell you, we don't get that. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Pat. I, I did. I want, I want Andy to not just be a statistic or a story. I want you to see him and know him and feel him and love him as you take this journey through the book. You know, when you were talking about the importance of the book, because we've all been touched by suicide in one way or another, you know, there are a couple things I want to say about that is let's just say there's that person out there that doesn't feel that they've been touched or impacted by suicide, which is really the person that I would have identified with before Andy passed. I really didn't know anybody and I wouldn't have connected with it. But what I would have connected with is this book is written for anybody who's experienced or experiencing any kind of trauma or challenge in their life. It could be a divorce. It could be an infidelity, a bankruptcy, a loss of job, whatever it is. The book is written, and while, of course, it's my story, and it chronicles my journey of losing Andy, because that's my perspective, but my purpose was to relate to anybody and give them means of hope, calls to action, tools to use to maneuver through any of their challenges, not just limited to someone who might relate to suicide. So I just want to kind of broaden that scope up a little bit and, and tell you that the book is meant for anybody. It is meant for anybody. And so is the ripple effect. Yes. Because, just going just gonna to throw this out there. So I've recently in shows, Leanne, you probably chuckle about this a little bit. Recently in shows, what I've done is I've said to folks that I studied the consequences of broken promises for 10 years in my doctoral program. So most people say, are you kidding? Why? You just said why. Okay. So here's why. Almost every loss you can identify, right? Loss of job, right. loss of, of, of love, what, a, any one of those. Because my research showed this. Almost every one of those is associated, right? Those yeah. losses as a broken promise or broken promises. So rather than study individual things, which I couldn't because my, my, my team said, you will never get done. I said, I'm going to discover, I'm going to study how people feel after a loss. <laughs> and so this is one of those things that you brilliantly bring out and what you said. But the story to be told has so many lives that it touched. The story you tell in the book has touched so many lives. Please talk with us and give our listeners um, an idea of what you and I are talking about here today. 
You know, without a doubt, uh, it devastated my family and continues to wreak havoc havoc on it. So we're still trying to find our our way through that process. The good news is that nobody, none of Andy's friends followed in his footsteps, that none of his siblings have followed in his footsteps. Now, albeit there were attempts, but no completions. And I'm thankful for that. And so I, I do believe that had we not hit this head on from day one that there would have absolutely been additional suicides after Andy, because like you said, it's statistically, it's, it's evidential that, that, that is what is, that's what happens, that there are so many, the odds are that someone will follow in the footsteps and and in particularly also in the family or that the family, the parents will end in divorce. You know, there's just, like you said, the ongoing ripple effect is unbelievable. It's unfathomable really what happens to our society, to our society after a suicide, to our schools, to the jobs, to Mm -hmm. the work. It's, it's so vast now because it is, there's so much of it too. There's so much of it, so much of it. People don't know. They don't, they don't know. know. They don't. But this is what you've done, though. This is the commitment to, that you've made to your life and to Andy. Yeah. You know, I was that parent, that yeah. person that said, yeah. this happens to someone else, not to me and my that's family. Right. So right. for anybody that's out there listening and says, yeah, well, we, that's just not, that's not going to happen to us. I, I, I'm you. I was you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you know, people, um, the, here's the questions I ask. I'm going to ask you the same question. Can I put you a little bit on the hot seat? Maybe, maybe oh, not. No, please. maybe not. Probably not though, Leanne, because you're like literally out there talking about it. You wrote a book about it. So, yeah. so, so yesterday, no, no, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, rather, uh, one of our hosts, you, I don't know if you know this, I'm the host of Dr. Pacho, but I also own Transformation Radio, which is the home right now of three independent channels. Transformation Talk Radio is one of them. And so we, what we do is what I do. I buy airtime to be here, and we have hosts that buy airtime to do their shows, right? So one of our hosts, Sarah Main, has a book, and we've been part of that to help her get that book published, uh, visited us. And when she came from Australia to visit us this week, uh, uh, we we had some time together. Her entire platform on conscious confidence using timeless uh, wisdom of ancient Sanskrit, she sees the need to talk, communicate, coach, and mentor our young people. Now, of course, she can do it with everyone, but she has seen what this timeless wisdom can do to help young people. But here we are. You and I are not young people, but we have been affected. Can you talk about the ripple effect? And, 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 and if you don't mind sharing some of the story here of what you've written about in your book. Yeah, I, I am, like you said, I'm an open book because I feel that first and foremost, that's the way that we, 
we'll connect with other people. It's through our vulnerability that we're going to be able to save lives and change lives and, and make a difference in our world. So I wanted to be honest and tell the story, and I didn't want to hide behind the stigma or the shame. I am not ashamed that Andy died by suicide. I am not going to ever shy away yeah. from the word. Yep. I say from day one, it's the first thing I tell people, my son died by suicide. And then I go on because if I do that, then I'm in control of the narrative. I'm in control of the story. Otherwise, I'm just a, a recip- I'm, I'm just in the passenger seat and I don't like that. I want to be in the driver's seat. And so don't get me wrong by who you see or hear today because that's not who I was. I mean, I made some really important decisions at the very beginning, but decisions are different than emotional processes. And so my decision was, I will survive this. I will figure this out. I'll, I'm going to find my way through this. My emotional process was still, you know, on the concrete, devastated, yeah. destroyed, trying to figure out how I was going to survive without my son. So... It's two very different processes, and then in the middle between your emotional and your your decisions are your bridge, your coping skills, and those are the things that I used. Thankfully, I had yeah. a great wow. of coping tools in my toolbox already, but I didn't have enough, Pat. I, I knew that I'd never experienced the loss of a child. And so I had to go seeking out information. I had to, I read 80 books the first year after Andy died, 80. And those were not books on suicide or grief. And trust me, everybody and their brother wanted to give me that five stages of grief, which I wanted to throw back at them and tell them, you know what, I go through five stages in an hour. So don't, I'm not, I don't want to read about it. Thank I you. I want to read about heroes and heroines who'd overcome their tragedies and how did they do it so that I could acquire some of their tools because I needed more. Yeah. And by the way, so now you got to get me off on something here. <laughs> when this woman who created those stages, right? Uh-huh. And we'll talk about her when we come back. She did not create those stages for the living. Yeah. She did not. She created them for people that were dying. Yeah. And so we have now, and and boy, I'll tell you, when I get around my psychology colleagues and they're talking about this, I said, let me just tell you something. If you're going to use her stages, Elizabeth Russell Kuhlberg, if you're going to use her stages, please show me your research for that. When we come back, we're going to visit with Andy. Good. We're going to visit. But we're also going to visit for the people that did not become like Andy and that Leanne is so driven to help. She and I do this in different ways. I work with women in addiction and recovery. And if you ever want to talk about the suicide rate in that community, that will be another show. But today, we need to honor the light. And that's what this is about. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip 
empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. your buzz for life buzzed off feeling ignored invisible and wondering if this is really all there is the years go by faster as we gain momentum you're halfway there are you gathering speed or puttering out hit your stride for the liberating half of life comfortable in your skin you can do better than that tune in to discovering you again radio every fourth wednesday at 11 a.m pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, I want to, Benny, go ahead and give a copy of the book away, uh, if we could. 1-800-930-2819. And what I want to encourage you all that are calling in to think about, if you'd like a copy of the book, even if you are not personally affected by this, Chances are you know someone or you yourself have thought about it. And what I want to say is if you do get a free copy of the book, please pass it on after you read it. 1-800-930-2819. Leanne, before we talk about and you take us on a journey of your experience and get us to know Andy up close and personal, how can people find out more about you, but also about your foundation? 
I'm it's so what you can do the foundation is called Andy Hall's Sunshine Foundation his nickname was Sunshine and so it's andyssunshine.com a n d y s s u n s h i n e.com there's a contact form on there you can reach me through that i also have another website leannehall.com l e a n n h u l l.com so those are great ways to get a hold of me i'm easy to find on facebook <laughs> so you, you know i have a question for you pat sure did you you know i don't think that most people would find a book like this that's titled like that to to say Wow, am I going to be inspired by this? Were you in? It's an inspirational book, is it not? Well, what did I? Let me tell you. Benny will tell you this. Benny will really uh, be my witness. Almost all of my listeners have heard me talk about the fact that I have a PR agent waiting for my book proposal. They have heard me talk about this for ten years. I've been on air fifteen. They have heard me talk about it for ten. So when I say I am inspired and encouraged to, to find the courage to write my story, it comes from your book. Because one of the things I realize about what you wrote, and maybe you could talk about your experience, and you shared this with me during break. People think you write about the, a book like this for therapy or you find it transformative. No. For me, I'm encouraged to write my book because I think I might be able to save some lives because I think your book does that. Thank you. And, and, you know, it's not even, while yes, I want to save lives. I also really want to transform the lives of people yes. that are existing because there's That's so right. many people. Yes. That while they may not be dead physically, they are dead emotionally and spiritually and afraid and don't know how they really don't have the tools. They don't know how to get, what nope. you and I have. No. Nope. I want them to have that. Yep. Yep. And, and let's just chat about this for a minute. What are some of the things people said to you about writing the book? And then I would love to talk about Andy. What What have they said to you? I'm sure they've read it like I've read it. I mean, but I didn't say something to you like, uh, Leanne, this must have been so healing for you in writing the book. You didn't hear me say that, did you? No, thank you. <laughs> and, and like you, I would have corrected you. I mean, we're both <laughs> women, so I'm certainly not afraid to speak my mind. And, and I know that's been really helpful on this journey. Yeah. But I have the people who have read it because it's just brand new. And, you know, of course, your circle of your friend circle are always going to say, oh, that's so great. But when I've heard people now tell me that they couldn't put the book down, that they're reading it and posting it and, and sending snapshots of it on Facebook or wherever they use their social media, that means so much to me that they couldn't put the book down and that it was e equipping them. It helped them. It was giving them ideas of how their life could be better yeah. and stronger. So I love that. I, I really yeah. love it. But you know, that's my sense of it. I think for me, what happened was because of how beautifully you, you wrote this book and because you're also talking about your own journey with this and also others, right? right. I, I, can I, can, 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 can I read something here yes. from this book? Please. Can I, can I read it? I'm just going to pull this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I just want to read it. Some people never recover from, well, I hope I can get this out. 
Some people never recover from tragedy. Instead, they just wander around like they're in a zombie apocalypse. Their bodies are here, but their souls haven't already left the building. My prayer is that you see hope in this process and can find comfort and encouragement for the path toward your own healing. I fought, fought, fought for my healing. I determined to be alive emotionally and spiritually much more than just simply physically. As Dylan Thomas famously wrote, I did not go gently into that good night. Boy, it was, it was a fight. I think that that's one of the things that's missing in our society right now is that is that fight. So when I'm speaking and I speak yeah. to teenagers, to kids in schools, military bases, and I tell people, you know, the rest of the world tells you how important it is for you to succeed. And I'm here to tell you how important it is for you to fail and survive that because without your failures you don't develop the resiliency the the mental toughness to maneuver through the rest of life's challenges you just give up and we have that tendency to look around and and do the why me i was thinking about that this morning i was sitting mm -hmm. outside in the dark looking up at the stars and i've had people one of my objections is when people say that they're so blessed or this or that, or, you know, did you blame God or what were your thoughts on that? And you know what? Here's the blessing. The blessing is that we were gifted with life and life is filled with adversity, challenges. It's filled with death. It's filled with other life, joy, love. It is the amazing e-ticket ride. And I signed up for it all. I want it all. And that means if I want amazing love I have to be prepared for amazing pain and loss mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's gosh I just I want to teach people that your failures are only yeah. a perception they're yeah they're just a perception and a path for you to skip on to the next success. You have to have those failures. It was those failures that were part of my tools that I had in my toolbox. Because when I could look back and I could say, man, I survived that and I survived this, I, I must have something inside of me that says, I want to live. I want to be successful. I want to move forward. But without the failures, you have no perspective. No, there's nothing to, there's no relevance to it. Well, the tagline of my show, or I don't know, you, you and I probably didn't hear the intro of the show. Uh, and, and Benny, we're going to go ahead and skip this break. And for those of you out there, please call and get a copy of the book here. I've got three of them to give away. 1-800-930-2819. So the, one of my uh, lines in the show opener, and, and something I've become known for, uh, some people I've had on the uh, interviewed on the show and some very, very celebrity type guests used to say to me, Pat, you really need to change that. <laughs> so what it is, is what would you do if you knew you could not fail? See, I use the failure word. But a lot of people want me to change it into something more positive. No, I have failed at a bunch of things in my life. And that's why I'm here. Yes. So thank you for saying that. 
Um, what I want to do, I want to skip the break. I want to talk about Andy. Okay. Is that okay? I, yes, I love to talk about Andy. Okay. Many people don't understand that you could be named, you know, Sunshine or, in my case, Pollyanna Patty and, and take your own life. Right. They don't get that uh, because that's not all that's operating. Take us on a journey. You mentioned somewhere at the beginning or, or mm -hmm. during the opening talking about the perfect storm, and that was the case for Andy. Oftentimes we think that suicide is th that person who is a candidate for self-harm is someone that is already depressed or is easily identifiable as, as someone at risk. Um, we'd be able to see them. They have, and and that is true. I mean, those are those are absolutes as well. I mean, you definitely they are at risk. Those people that are perceived that way, but the majority, so many of the people that die by suicide today. Let's look at Robin Williams and yep. Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. Those yeah. are just the famous people. These are high producing, amazing people. That was Andy. He was one step away from being an Eagle Scout. He was a youth leader at church, loved to go to winter camp, summer camp, church camp, and Wednesday night services. He had an ex a really solid foundation of faith. He was a leader. He was an athlete that was unbelievably outstanding. He was being scouted by the Dodgers, Royals, Annapolis, West Point, Kansas State, U of A as a left-handed pitcher. And they wanted him not just because of his physical prowess, but also because his nickname was Sunshine, because that's what he brought to the table every day. He brought sunshine to the game. He brought sunshine to his class, to his friends. That's who he was. And so it was a culmination of several different triggers that came together to form a one impulsive perfect storm that had there were so many opportunities for intersection so many opportunities for other people including myself had we known had we had that discussion about suicide had it even been on my radar screen that education is the key that andy's life would have been saved but none of us knew and none of us talk about it and so i do now and his started with a drug called accutane which is a prescription drug for acne and when we went to the dermatologist to get this drug, the dermatologist went through all the potential side effects, and then he handed me the waiver and, to sign. And I, I vaguely remember in the waiver it said, suicide, psychosis, and depression are potential side effects. Mm -hmm. And I totally dismissed it because my kid was sunshine, and I'm a good mom. I'm, <laughs> I'm a... I'm a present parent. I would know if there's something going on, but that's what we do. You listen to all the drug advertisements on TV and they all say that suicide, psychosis, and depression are potential side effects, but we think it doesn't pertain to us. And it did for Andy. It impacted his brain and his ability to think clearly and process life's challenges. And then he had a relationship issue and a breakup with a girlfriend, and that affected his heart. So now you have his brain and his heart impacted. And then he was being bullied by a teacher who didn't like him because he was a funny, fun kid. And they had a personality conflict, and she was going to fail him. And for an athlete that's being scouted, that would have been the end of his world as he perceived it. 
because mm-hmm. he would have not made varsity then again. And as scouts, that's all they cared about. What are your GPA and what's your ERA? They're just a statistic for most of us. We're yeah, just that's a, true. No, that's absolutely true. We're a commodity in, in businesses and schools, where, whatever. Yeah. And so that day. Do, do you want to know how I know that? Go ahead. I worked for the phone company 24 years. <laughs> Ask me what my, my badge ID was. Oh, what number was it? Six six one four seven. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You yep. know how many years that I've been gone from that company? Yeah. But we are, and to think that folks don't feel that, such as Andy, is absolutely mistake. Right. But I think part of it is that we're waiting for everybody else to fix that in us to create that. Um, sense of purpose and individuality and when in fact that comes that has to come from us and we have to find that and create it ourselves instead of waiting I tell people you know what they say they're waiting for help to come okay so let's say help comes and it knocks on your front door you still have to go to the dang door and open it it's still going to require an action on your part in order to receive the help that's coming your way you have to reach out. You have to seek it. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, that I also want you to really mention is your journey in this as well. Because too often, you know, we don't really talk about the journey of people affected. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, you know, When I did this study on broken promises, which I've never, well, I did publish it. My research won awards, but then I buried it. I have 1,200 pages of notes Mm -hmm. of what people said about how devastated they were. Mm -hmm. Talk about your experience as well as the friendships that Andy had. Wow, they were super important to me after Andy passed. Mm-hmm. Initially, because I wanted to make sure they didn't follow in Andy's footsteps. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they they carry a piece of Andy with them. And so in some senses, they're a lifeline to my kid. They held stories of things that I didn't know. So I, I learned even more things about my son after he passed than I knew before. It was an insight into the depth of a person, the depth of my son that just propelled me even more forward that I wanted to make sure people never forgot Andy. And that's it. it, I I know you can relate with this. People are so afraid to talk about it because they don't want to trigger you. They don't want to make it emotional for you. As someone who's experienced a loss, our, our bigger fear now is that, the person that we loved, their name won't be spoken again and that they won't be remembered. And yes, it might make me cry. It doesn't so much anymore Mm because I love talking about him. But in the beginning, of course, it would make me cry, but that didn't mean I didn't want to talk about him. Right. Exactly. And, And so part of this too is your commitment and your passion to help others. Tell us about the foundation, if you would. 
because I, I I can hear a fierce determination in your voice, and I bet our listeners could too, because I know they've heard it, you know, so often from me. But I'm so thrilled to hear that in 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 your voice. But it's not just about passion; it's about purpose, and yeah. you have created a purpose. Yeah, and that's a really weird thing. Sometimes I'm even <laughs> uncomfortable saying it myself. You know, how can I be sitting here excited about a book or excited about a conversation that's based on the fact that my son died by suicide? Mm-hmm. So it it's odd, but um, I am. I'm I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about my book, and I'm excited about the lives that I know are being changed because of the message we deliver. The primary message we deliver in our foundation is that you matter. The foundation's mission is to raise awareness and prevent suicide with a you matter message. And so I'm not that, I'm not you, Pat. I I don't have that clinical background. I don't have that psychology background. I have firsthand experience and I want you to know how important you are that you hear, that you serve, like you said, that you, everybody has a purpose. And that with our message that we deliver through, I give presentations to schools and all over, literally all over the country, we have a curriculum, we have a reading program, but one of our biggest ministries, if you want to say, is our You Matter wristbands. And we give those away free to anybody. And they literally have gone all over the world. Australia, Scotland, um, Nigeria, you name it, I've had requests. And what really warms my heart is when I get that request that says, I got your wristband three years ago, and it just broke. And I'm wondering, it's been so important to me, could I have one more? Just one wristband that meant so much to one person, it's it just makes me shake even now to think that someone needs to hear that message that they matter so much that this wristband could be so impactful. That makes me want to cry. That makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing. Um, I, I love that. I love the kids when they stand in line, when I'm finished. Oh, this last one, I gave a presentation this last week. It was to a group of high risk high schoolers. Mm -hmm. And towards the very beginning, this, this young man in the back of the room, as I started speaking, he raised his hand and he said, Mrs. Hall, I, I want you to know that I'm wearing the wristband from last year when you were here last year. And it has meant so much to me. I've never taken it off. This is a young man. This is a teenage boy. These are kids that don't want to talk about this stuff that want to know that they're cared for. I love that, that I can be a deliverer of that message. Yeah. What I love about this is this is not an academic conversation. No. Uh, I never thought in a million years that I'd be a a doctor of anything. As a matter of fact, do you know? that I went through an entire X amount of years in a program and I had no idea I was getting a PhD in psychology. <laughs> uh, seriously speaking, yeah, no kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and when I graduated, um, this idea of having the word doctor, I didn't even know it. Uh, it's really fascinating to me how this journey has evolved. I'm a kid from the Bronx, New York. I may have those credentials, But what is needed is your insight, Mm 
your passion, your purpose, and your determination. And while I think the experts can talk about some of the psychological or cognitive or whatever you want to call it that us folks in psychology talk about, we need you because you are the one that will get the message that people need to hear. You're the one that's going to give folks hope. You know, you're the one that's going to make sure that we are not afraid to fail. And you're the one that's going to show us how to pick ourselves up after. And I want to thank you for that. But how, how can we get the bracelet? Can you tell folks about that one more time? Yes. Go, uh, log on to our website at andyssunshine.com. And there is a wristband request form. So you can fill that out. You tell us, you know, if you just want one, that's fine. If you have an organization, a school or something that you're invested in, then please, you know, tell us who it's for and how many you need and we will ship them off. So I love doing that. You know, when I start my presentations, I tell anybody that I'm speaking to, you know what, I have, I have a choice of where I'm at today. I didn't have to be here. I'm, I, <laughs> I chose to be here because something happened to me that I can't undo. But I have a choice in how I respond to it. And I choose to be here for you. I can't bring my son back. But just maybe, just maybe. Mm. I can encourage you and give you hope for your life because you matter to me. Wow. Thank you so much. Please give out your website again. I want to make sure everybody has that information. It's andyssunshine.com, A-N-D-Y-S-S-U-N-S-H-I-N-E.com. If you Google Andy Hull's Sunshine Foundation, up it pops. Wow. Thank you so very, very much. I hope you will come back because there's much more to talk with you about. And thank you so much for everything. Gosh, Pat, thanks so much for having me on. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. More coming up right here on Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you all. Please, please get one of those wristbands. Tell your friends about it. We are going to do a massive Facebook post about it because it is important. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.